Today we turn to Hebrews chapter 7. Uh, and this chapter and the next ones are going to um, expound on the priesthood of Christ. So yesterday, the big idea, Jesus is better than you know anyone and anything. And I listed all the different things that he's better than. We now get to the point where the idea that Jesus is the ultimate high priest, better than any of the priests, better than all the priests that have come before him. That is the idea that's going to be um, driven home. So what happens in the first part of this chapter is that there is a reference to, uh, back to Genesis, to uh, Abraham offering a sacrifice and then giving tithes. I should say he gives tithes to Melchizedek. Uh, so Abraham has been victorious in this uh, battle. And uh, he now meets with Melchizedek. And it's a big mystery because Melchizedek sort of shows up without any kind of context. He doesn't have any genealogy. We sort of don't know where he comes from and we don't know where he goes to. And uh, he's a bit of an outlier. Um, but Abraham is deferential to him. So he's greater than Abraham. And I, I think, longer argument that we're going to go into here, but I think that Melchizedek it's actually the pre-incarnate Jesus. I think Jesus makes these cameo appearances throughout the Old Testament and um, that, that this is pointing to him. So the Hebrews passage uh, is referencing back to the Genesis passage that Melchizedek is this guy. Um, you know, he is a, he's the king of Salem. He is the priest of the Most High God. And it's interesting in part because you get, uh, in Genesis, you get this figure who is both a priest and a king. And when we get the law, okay, which is written before Hebrews was written, but written after Genesis. So Moses gets the law on Mount Sinai. That's the book of Exodus. So when the law comes, one of the things that becomes clear in the law is that you're not to have any one person who is both a king and a priest, so you, you've got to keep those offices separate. David can't do it. Saul sort of fumbles into that a little bit and gets in real trouble when he's the king for acting like a priest. And so you have that these offices are to be separate, but they're together in Melchizedek. Well, guess what? They're together in Melchizedek because Melchizedek is pointing ahead to Jesus and they're together in Jesus. Jesus is is the high priest. He is also the greatest prophet, and he is the king of kings, right? All of those offices come together in Jesus. So, in a variety of ways, what we have here, again, is we have a celebration that Jesus is better than anyone or anything, and this is, is encouraging news. The letter of the Hebrews is written to people who are going to suffer, uh, and they're going to face hard times, and the idea is that in Jesus we have an advocate. In Jesus we have all that we need. We have the priest, the prophet, uh, and the king. So let me read um, verses 26 through 28 of Hebrews chapter 7. For it was, um, I'm going to back up just a little bit. I'm going to read 25 first. Consequently, he is able to save uh, to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. That's what a priest does. Priest intercedes between God and man, intercedes on behalf of humankind. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, 
unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, uh, first for his own sins and then for those of his people, since he did not since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath, uh, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. So, um, again, this is, this is being written to encourage us. It's written to people who face an uncertain future, which um, is us, right? I in a book study last night, uh, and we were studying a book by um, geopolitical strategist uh, Peter Zeehan, and uh, he's suggesting, looking at demography and looking at uh, the deglobalization of the world and looking at uh, all kinds of other factors, and he says the next 20 years are going to be really bad. A discussion about whether he was right about some of the things that he was claiming. He says, by the way, that it's going to be really good 20 years later for those who live in the United States, better than for anyone else. But set all that aside. Maybe he's right. The next 20 years are going to be really hard. Maybe the next few years of your life are going to be hard. I don't know that. But you have, I have, in Jesus we have everything that we need. He is better than, not just the angels and the law and the covenant, he is better than the priests, the Levitical priesthood. He is our high priest. He makes intercession for you. Be encouraged. Have a good day.